0: And we're going to be at the Siren Theater, and the show starts at 7.30. So go to our website, where you're raised by slash live, and get some tickets. Join us. Hey, everybody. It's Nick Layton. And I'm
1: Leah Bonima, And
0: we're in New York today, and we had so many great questions from you guys. So many great questions. That we're going to put them all together for a bonus episode. I'm so excited. So our first question, real topical. Basically, it's a long question. It's but two parts. The thrust of it is about unloading on people your emotional baggage. Right. And either doing this in person to friends or like to text messages on friends or just like posting on Facebook in general and whether or not you're responsible to respond to this. Right. This so. person
1: uh, started out with the people that post online chronically, mm-hmm. and then it was a personal in their life situation.
0: Right. So I guess the first question is, is that rude to do it? Is it rude just to like unload and dump? And then is it rude to not accept this?
1: Right. What and say you? I say it's different for the online. Okay. Because some people, I, their online presence is just sort of putting up crises. Did you notice that? <laughs> right. like, they're just like, this happened today. And the you know what I yeah. mean? And and if that's what you want to, it's your business. And that's your brand? Yeah. I feel like whatever people do on their page is their business. Yeah. Like, don't come onto my page. Mm. Then it's like, a, oh, hey, mm. I wasn't.
0: You're in my house now. Yeah.
1: Now we kind of need to, like, I don't go comment on somebody that I disagree with on their page.
0: Okay. That's a good rule.
1: You know what I mean? It's like, that's their place to do it. Mm -hmm. If they came over to my page and then disagreed with me, I'd be like, no, 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 no.
0: And this applies to Instagram or anywhere.
1: Any of them. And I think with social media, if somebody wants to just keep putting up stuff, I don't think you're obligated Mm -hmm. to be like, is everything okay? If this is a pattern.
0: Right. You don't have to take the bait.
1: Also, you might not want to spend your life on Facebook checking on everybody. True.
0: It's exhausting.
1: So I think that's absolutely fine to be like, I don't go online anymore and, You know, check in. If somebody needs you, they can message you.
0: And now somebody's messaged you and it's unloaded. What do we do about that?
1: Well, this person, specific to this person, is saying that this person unloads on them on the regular. Right. So I think that's different than a person who is in your life and they just need to unload. Mm -hmm. Because if someone needs to unload, they're your friend, they need
0: to unload. Yeah, and that's what being friends is about. Yep. Like that person that you can do that.
1: But if you have a person who's constantly unloading, Mm -hmm. I think that it's fair to say because the person who wrote in brought up that they were dealing with a lot of things Mm -hmm. to say, again, not make it bigger than it. doesn't have to be angry or anything. Just be like, I'm really going through a lot right now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you keep bringing up stuff without checking in with me. And I don't have the
0: bandwidth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think thinking about this through the lens of etiquette, it is rude to sort of take things that aren't yours. So like taking someone's time or emotional bandwidth without permission is rude. So I think that's kind of the rule here that if you want to dump on someone, it's nice to ask permission. First. Yes. <laughs> you know, I always text my friends. Hey, is not a hey, good time. Can
1: I, can I just dump real quick? Sometimes you just want to get it out. Yeah. Is this, no? because sometimes people are right in the middle of like a thing mm-hmm. and then you get like eight messages of a, obviously not a crisis. If it's a crisis, I'm there, but right. sometimes it's just like, they want to let you know the world is horrible right. and you're like, I, I can't right now.
0: Right. I want to support you. Now's not a good time. Right. Yeah.
1: So I'll often text people, Hey, Can I talk garbage for a second? Mm -hmm. And then I wait until they say, now's a good time.
0: Yeah. And then we go. Yeah. And then you unleash. Yeah. And also I think if you ask for permission and you do not receive permission, you should not take this like personally. Like don't be offended by somebody declining to be like, I don't really have have time to listen to you right now. Yeah. They're probably in the middle of something. Right. But yeah, this is a problem. This is definitely a problem. The
1: person who wrote in, it was happening in their own home. So there was no place that they could get away from it, which I think is even more... Specific to this, they, this person should definitely feel comfortable setting a boundary.
0: Yeah. And it is about boundary setting and sticking to boundary settings. Because good etiquette does not require you to put up with this. Good etiquette doesn't require you to just be a pushover and just accept this happening Because to you.
1: that person is being rude. You're not being rude. Yeah. What happens is that people then feel like they're being rude when they put up a boundary. Mm-hmm. But the person who's forced you to put up the boundary is the person being rude. Correct.
0: Yes. And setting boundaries is not rude. Correct. You can set boundaries and be polite. This yep. is Totally compatible. Absolutely. Yeah. Put that on a pillow.
1: Put that on a but That's a very long pillow, <laughs> but I actually would love to have that pillow.
0: <laughs> Speaking of home decor, our next question. I love this question. I mean, I Ms. Love Manners it so much. has never dealt with this. I love taxidermy and I have a friend who finds it offensive. Should I take it down anytime they come over? Wow.
1: I don't, I feel like I always go first and I don't want to be rude. So if you want to go first, this one's so exciting. I just wanted <laughs> to jump in.
0: Well, I guess my first question is like, is it easy to take down a moose head? Like how easy is it to take down the taxidermy?
1: But also it's your house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Why would you take it down? Well, in general, we want to invite guests into our home and we want them to be comfortable. This is why we offer them a place to sit. This is why we offer them like a beverage or refreshment, like welcome to my home. Make yourself comfortable. I want you to have a nice time. So if there's like a deer antler head thing in your face and that makes you uncomfortable, you know, what do we do with that? Then we don't go to my house. Yeah. I think the solution is don't have people over at your house.
1: I think the person who wrote this in wants permission to have their house the way they want it. Okay. That's what I think is happening. I always like to double read (laughs) and I want them to not to believe that they're not being rude by not changing their home.
0: Yes. I don't think you're obligated to, like, change your decor for this other person.
1: But I feel like you could be like, hey, so-and-so doesn't like taxidermy. Let's go to a coffee shop. Yeah. If there's—you know what I mean? If
0: they're bothered by it. If they're
1: bothered by it, and then everybody gets what they want. I don't think you should have to change your home. Also— Sometimes people's decor is a part of them.
0: Yeah, I'm a I'm a taxidermy kind of guy. Yeah, if
1: taxidermy is like a part of who you are, yeah. why should you have to
0: change it for your friend? Yeah, you shouldn't have to change who you are. True.
1: You're not bringing it to your friends. That would be aggressive. Right. If you were bringing your taxidermy to your friend's house and you're uh-huh. like, deal with
0: it. BYOT. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's your home. Yeah. And I'm saying this as a person who, I own no taxidermy. Mm -hmm. I'm not coming in as like a taxidermy supporter. I'm just coming in as a, your home supporter and something you love.
0: Yeah. You have no dog in this fight.
1: I have no dog in this fight. You have no
0: stuffed dog in this fight. I have no
1: stuffed dog in this fight (laughs) and I don't, uh, I don't support dogs fighting. Right. Also that.
0: (laughs) So yeah, I guess uh, if we're really bothered by it, we should just change venues.
1: Yeah. Change venues. Okay. But you shouldn't have to change your home. No.
0: Our next question is about a texter at the theater. Oh. So... A writer writes, I recently attended a performance of Miss Saigon with my daughter in the Bay Area, my hometown. I wonder if this was at the Orpheum, probably. It was a great performance, but a person in the room in front of me was on her phone throughout the entire first act. Unbelievable. She was checking texts, looking at apps. The ushers were nowhere to be found, which, come on. Come on, Orpheum. So he didn't want to cause a scene. So he waited until intermission to say something to the girl. And he first said like, oh, are you enjoying the show? And then he mentioned like, oh, when can you stay off your phone? Next act. And so she mumbled something in the general direction and then like walked away. And she didn't do anything in the second act, but one of her other friends did. And so our question writer wants to know, like, did he handle this correctly? And what would be a better way to handle this in the future?
1: I think I even wrote a note here Mm -hmm. um, that this letter writer handled it so politely, mm-hmm. waited until intermission was like, Hey, are you liking the?" You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where you could have thrown something at the back of their head. It's a <laughs> theater and they have their phone on yeah. and are texting.
0: Yeah. And also if you were close enough to this person to see that they were texting and checking apps, like you were close enough to tap them on the shoulder.
1: So you were definitely more than polite. I say this as a person who would never say anything because look, lucky thing I, my significant other just yells at people. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice balance. It's good to subconscious. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I think you can feel comfortable to tap them on the shoulder and be like, can you turn your
0: phone down? Right. Yeah. I think a, a shoulder tap and then a, a glare or like a phone down uh, signal, totally appropriate. Also what I would have done at intermission, I would have found an usher and yes. be like, FYI, there was some texting going on. Just would you keep an eye on Rojay in the next act? Cause I don't want to have to police this. Yeah, And this is what they're there for. So like, let them do that.
1: I think that would be my first choice mm-hmm. was to involve an usher mm-hmm. because that way you don't have bad blood.
0: Right. Yeah. You want to maintain good blood. <laughs> good blood with the people in front of you. Yes. So I think what you did, letter writer, totally acceptable. Very polite. Maybe a little too polite. you were an incredibly kind and polite person. Yeah, I think we could dial it up a little bit. Our next question is about trees. And just follow along, guys, You're out gonna there. You're going to have to read the whole question because <laughs> yeah. it's complicated. Follow along. Stick with me. Quote, My mom has a beautiful ornamental cherry blossom tree. One day, a neighbor, who we'll call Lisa, mentioned that she loved my mom's tree, but of course would never plant one because that would be rude. My mom told her to plant anyway. And she said, I don't have any rights to an ornamental cherry tree. Lisa tells another neighbor, we'll call him Chad, that she's gonna go plant this tree and how excited she was. Chad doesn't say anything and just nods along. But then the next day, Chad sneaks off and buys two ornamental cherry trees and plants them the same day. Lisa is now mad because she feels like she can't plant these trees anymore. And so the question is, is lawn etiquette a thing? If a neighbor plants a plant not common to the area, do I need to get permission to plant the same plant? Was Chad wrong? What say you? I say this is deep. (laughs) This is deep as the ground we put
1: the cherry tree in. Is this about trees? feels like this is a- I love
0: how we read into all the other questions. I don't know if this is about trees.
1: Is this about trees is the first question.
0: Yeah. I, it could be a metaphor for something else. Is there a
1: neighbor issue? If this- let's Tree move is forward. about husband? <laughs> is tree really- If this is just about trees. Okay. Take it at face value. Face value.
0: So I guess for me, the idea that everyone has cherry blossom trees in their lawn sounds totally nice. I'm really into that.
1: I can't tell if her mom- If her mom genuinely was like, everybody plant trees, Mm -hmm. if she didn't feel like it was that everybody's copying her, then I think Lisa should absolutely feel comfortable.
0: But Lisa doesn't want to copy Chad now.
1: But Chad copied Lisa, who copied
0: her mom. But the neighbors don't know that. They just see that Chad has the trees now. So if Lisa gets trees, then she'll be the second person to get trees after Chad. And so people will think that Lisa's the copycat. Okay.
1: So the main part of that sentence that my therapist would flag (laughs) Uh is people would think. Oh, Yeah, yeah. What people think or don't think
0: is not in our control. But etiquette is involved with that. I know, but you really can't
1: (laughs) control. They might have thought that anyway. True. They might not have noticed that he put up the trees.
0: Yeah. I think you'd notice.
1: Or they would think that, oh, we're all doing this. What a lovely thing. Now I can put up trees. Yes, let's
0: celebrate Hanami this year. We
1: have no idea where they're coming from Mm.
0: with regards to trees. That's true. We don't know their tree origin stories.
1: Yes. So without that information, Mm -hmm. I think you should just plant whatever tree makes you feel the best. Yeah. And we should also know moving forward that Chad is a little bit in it for himself. Mm. We now pocket that information for Uh later. Uh And we don't tell him what trees we're planting if it's important for us to plant first.
0: Also, it feels like we're bothered by Chad's supposed shadiness. Pun intended. Very great. (laughs) Very great pun. (laughs) Like the fact that uh, it was explicit in the letter that Chad didn't say anything and nodded along and then bought the trees Chad had an opportunity to express his interest in trees to Lisa, and chose not to do it. Yes, which suggests that Chad knew he was doing a bad thing somehow. Yes, by not disclosing his interest in ornamental cherry trees. Yes, so there is a potential crime in there. I'm not sure what it is though. You could always say
1: something to Chad, like, "What's up, Chad? You going to do the thing that I was said I was going to do today?" ha ha. <laughs>
0: Okay. I'm not sure if that's an etiquette approved response. I don't know if that's etiquette approved,
1: but I feel like that way you get it out of your system.
0: Yeah. Definitely. There's some pent up resentment here. Towards Chad. Which is going to last until somebody sells their house. I want to know how the mom feels. I think the mom, if we take this letter writer face value, is like plant the trees. Right. Lisa is the one that has the concern. Right. But- Mom's daughter is the one who wrote this letter. Right, so- So somehow mom's daughter has a, ha, has a horse in this race. Right. So-
1: I, I feel like maybe mom's daughter wants to give Chad a talking to.
0: Yes, yes, a stern Because
1: we don't know if Lisa, how Lisa feels at all.
0: Well, we feel that Lisa's annoyed. Lisa's annoyed by this.
1: So I think that Lisa should plant her trees.
0: Lisa should definitely go forward and plant the trees. In fact, she should plant so many trees that it makes Chad's two trees- feel insignificant.
1: I think maybe you want to get nicer, bigger trees than Chad.
0: Or you cut Chad's trees down in the middle of the night. Okay. This, we've
1: really gone <laughs> off the etiquette rails. <laughs> I do
0: Yeah. Plant those trees. Plant those trees. Yeah. And I love cherry blossom trees. I think that's nice.
1: And then everybody withhold
0: information from Chad. Yes. Chad is no longer invited to anything ever. Actually, you know what you do. You have a traditional Japanese cherry blossom celebration called Hanami, and you don't invite Chad. <laughs> I mean, that sounds amazing. That'll show him. That'll show him. No Hanami for
1: Chad. (laughs) No Hanami for Chad. I also like that this person who wrote in is caring about her mom and her mom's neighbor. Mm -hmm. She's invested in everybody's feelings. Yes. Which I, as a person who is invested in everybody's feelings, completely appreciate.
0: Yes. I mean, there's a line between being invested in people's feelings and being up in their business.
1: But I do think that that is why Lisa has to not worry about what the neighbors think, because it's so many people removed that- you want the cherry trees? Get the cherry trees. Right. And everybody knows that Chad steals ideas.
0: True. This we is not the first think, time. Yeah.
1: We always think, oh, everybody else thinks that and they'll think it's me. No, if Chad did this to you, mm. Chad's done it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Chad has somebody else's towels mm-hmm. and somebody else's <laughs> tables and everybody in the whole neighborhood knows this about mm-hmm. Chad.
0: Chad is the worst.
1: Everybody. This is how it
0: works. <laughs> okay. There's your answer. And now it's time for New to
1: so. Intermezzo.
0: So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV, and Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So, on your recommendation, Leah, I started watching Happy Valley. Yes,
1: and now you see how the title is ironic.
0: <laughs> yeah, and also, so much is going on in this town. So
1: much is going on. We already we start at a ten.
0: So like this guy from the 1800s is like, what's Spotify? And then like, you know, love happens. So I cannot wait to receive this.
1: (laughs) You know, love happens.
0: And you out there, you're going to (laughs) love Book of the Month. So you can get your first book for just $5 with code PEDALS. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS to get your first book for just $5. Our next question I am a very petite person. I often find myself in situations where people comment about my weight and size in a generally positive manner, but then immediately followed up with a self-depreciating remark about themselves. Or they ask how I've gotten so skinny, which is hard to answer because it's just my body type. I really struggle with these interactions because I don't understand what the proper response is. I don't want the other person to feel bad, but I definitely don't want to lie to them. And I also don't want to feel like I have to just defend my weight, but also theirs. I usually end up just smiling awkwardly and making some vague humming noise that I let them decipher, but I would like a more definitive way to respond so that both parties don't end up feeling weird or sad about their bodies by the end of it. What do you think?
1: Well, I'm so glad this person wrote in, Mm -hmm. and I think this is a very complicated and layered question, and we could do so much around this. The top of it being, we should never comment on other people's bodies. Never. And to keep it specific to her, I feel like what I'm getting from the question is people are commenting and then she feels obligated to make them feel better about themselves. Yes. That's what my takeaway from this question is. Yeah,
0: that people are kind of commenting because they want you to validate something they're insecure about in themselves.
1: Right, my takeaway is that she's thin Mm -hmm. and doesn't have to work hard at being thin. And then people are being like, oh, I wish I looked like that. And then she feels like she has to be like, oh, you look great too. But she doesn't want to have to put down herself. Right. That was my takeaway because I feel like we could go off on other things around this, but that's what I feel the actual question that is. the is. pith.
0: Yes, this is the pith.
1: So I think that you aren't obligated. The person has put you in an uncomfortable position by putting themselves down. So then mm. you have to say something nice about them when you weren't even talking about your body. So maybe the fastest way is to change the subject.
0: Well, you could do that, but I think you still need to kind of address what was just said to you. Oh no, you can just be like, <laughs> thanks, I was just born this way. How about those stealers? Yeah. I don't think we want to belabor the, the issue. I mean, I think it comes down to the idea of compliments. Right. So we think of this as you are complimenting my size, which you should not do. Right. But you've done it. So the correct response to a compliment is just to say thank you. Yeah. And then and move on.
1: And then she's saying they're asking how she, what she, her right. routine is, which just seems inappropriate.
0: Yeah. That's a weird follow up. Yeah. I mean, I think you want to demur, Be like, oh, it's just how, just genetics. Yeah. Yeah. And then changing the subject is good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because I feel like this person doesn't, uh, my vibe is that they don't want to be in this conversation.
0: Right. Yeah. I think that they find this uncomfortable.
1: Right. If somebody put on you that they are not happy with their body, it's not your responsibility.
0: No. Miss Manners has an interesting response to this question about size. Um, I think I'm paraphrasing, but her suggestion for what you should say is something along the lines of like, oh, I'm not as small as you think. I love that. That's great. <laughs> Which is like a curious response. And the idea is you like you say that and it gives you just enough time to like make a getaway. Right. So that would be the mismanners Manners approved uh, response. That's a really fun one. But yeah, I don't think you don't want to explain. You don't want to justify. You don't want to get in a conversation about this. Right.
1: Especially if it's making you uncomfortable. Yeah. I really just like how people comment on other people's bodies and make it a thing that that person then has to make them feel better about themselves.
0: Oftentimes these are fishing for compliments. Yeah. Like, I want you to say something nice about my body.
1: Also, it's like, you don't know, maybe your dream was to be skinny, but like, you don't know if that person's comfortable with themself.
0: Oh, yeah. No, To because people have body issues and height issues and just insecurities in general, that any of these comments- Are just you, wrong. You don't know somebody's history with this thing. Yeah. Especially if it's about a mutable trait. Like, I have been my height for a very long time. So I have many years of hearing comments about my height. A lot in the bank on that. So it's like, if you make a comment and they're like, I got a lot of history to draw on of other people who have said similar things, right. which is not helpful. So I'm very happy with my height. You know, flying coach is no problem. I can I can sit cross-legged in a chair, no problem. Uh, but it, it it is, you don't know where someone's coming from. And even if you're close friends with somebody, this is like, it's just a line you don't cross.
1: Oh uh, Yeah, and everybody's sensitive about themselves. Just don't bring it up. Yeah, yeah, the general rule is don't, don't do it. One time, we were buying a mattress. Mm-hmm. Sleepies. My significant wow. other has a um, slimmer build than me. Okay. And the person selling us the mattress was like, "Hey, we have the a great mattress idea for you since you are so much heavier than him."
0: <gasps> I assume we did not purchase a mattress that day. <laughs> we
1: did not purchase a mattress.
0: <laughs> um. I mean, for a commission-based salesperson, can
1: you imagine? Wow, they're being so helpful to let us know that they could they could accommodate accommodate. both body types. (laughs) Thank you so much for letting us know that you can accommodate both body types.
0: Wow, your sleep number has many zeros. (laughs) I couldn't
1: couldn't even. (laughs) I was also, you know, when you were so in shock that I just started laughing wildly.
0: Yeah, I mean, what do you say? Um, and did they realize what they said was like not appropriate? Oh yeah. And then they dug in deeper. Oh it was always gonna double dug down. In.
1: They mm-hmm. just dug in mm-hmm. real deep.
0: Mm-hmm. Well
1: the guy said, Oh no, no, I love big women. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> can't even. I mean, I can't even. Um, I guess that's flattering. I I was like, <laughs> I was like, am I a farm? You know what I mean? And you're like, wow. Uh, well,
0: sorry you didn't buy a mattress that day.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh, and then your, my significant other had to step in and be like, bro, yeah.
0: i mean. No.
1: And then I don't want anybody. You know, it was a whole thing. So we just don't comment on people's we bodies. We don't comment
0: on bodies. Even
1: if we think we have the perfect bed for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wanted to bring up that I feel like people could work in your body into you don't even see it coming.
0: Yeah. That came out of nowhere. Yeah.
1: You're like, oh, he's here to spend money.
0: Yeah. And and now, now, I'm da-
1: now I'm downloading the Weight Watchers app.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, general rule is, please don't comment on people's bodies. Ever. Ever. Like, I, I don't think there's any exceptions to this rule.
1: And if people comment on your body, feel free to make your humming noise. Mm-hmm. But make it a little more aggressive.
0: Aggressive humming.
1: They started it. Can I
0: hear some aggressive humming?
1: Ah. Uh, no, that was a... <laughs> no. Um, hmm? Hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. You could just do a... I think this is fun. This is what I think our letter writers should do. <laughs> and I'm going to start doing it too. Okay. Now that we've done all the noises. Yeah. Just to be like, I can't believe you said that. Yeah. But we just annoyed. And
0: the phase is making is sort of like a clenched teeth, wide mouth.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like maybe bring the shoulders up to be like, oh, can't believe yeah, you said that. It's sort of that. a
0: recoil and horror look. Yes. Something sort of a little creepy and like, like if something, if you touch something slimy. And weren't expecting it? Yeah.
1: Ooh. Ooh.
0: Yeah. That is the correct etiquette response for all (laughs) comments on your body. That
1: way you don't get sucked into it.
0: Our next question came to us via text live as it was happening. So this is very exciting. So I'm going to summarize the text here. But basically, I don't know how to politely tell the checkout guy at Whole Foods that I'm kind of in a hurry and I can't talk for 20 minutes. I'm late picking up my other kids because this guy is being so chatty and I cannot speed him along. He didn't even realize that I brought my own bags, Avi, she wrote Avi, and then he wanted to repack them from the paper bags into the bag that I brought, and this is really annoying, and now he's telling me Hurricane Harvey stories, so I'm really in a pickle. Oh, I guess this is in Texas. I cannot figure out a polite way to tell him that I just don't want to hear this hurricane tell. I mean, I expect banter at Trader Joe's, but not Whole Foods.
1: I expect banter (laughs) at Trader Joe's, but not Whole Foods. It must have happened just after, because if she was texting, I feel like that's a very clear way to tell
0: people. Well, I mean, clearly he was not taking the hints that she was was in a hurry. And also, this is quite a lot of text, so this was quite a long delay.
1: I was really excited about this question because I have... I'm very close friends with people that work night shifts in my area because I come home late from, Mm -hmm. and, you know, all the delis and pharmacies that are, I know everybody. Mm -hmm. I feel like I know them more than I know most people. Uh, But sometimes I just, I'm exhausted. I want to come in and go out and we'll start up a conversation and I don't want to be rude, but I want to be like Uh. bros. I, I can't.
0: And they're just like, oh, it's 3 a.m. I need human contact. Yeah.
1: And they're like, let's talk. <laughs> and I don't want to be rude in any way. And I, but I just want to be like, I just can't tonight. I, you yeah. know, but I feel so rude.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the solution here is to feign surprise at the time. Like, oh, I, I didn't realize the time. Oh, I'm so sorry to rush you. I didn't realize the time. I had got to run and get my kids. Also, when you have kids, that is the ultimate. Yeah. When you have kids involved, you have to get your kids. I mean, I pretend that I have kids for excuses all the time. (laughs) I don't have kids. You know what? I don't know about (laughs) that.
1: But since you have kids, I feel like you, your kids can't pick themselves up. Right.
0: So I would say you're out here would be to look at your watch and be like, I did not realize the time and apologize for rushing him.
1: Yeah. So sorry to rush you, but I have to get my kids.
0: Mm -hmm. That's perfect. Done. 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 So.
1: And so what do I do? <laughs> when I come home <laughs> late at night, I'm so tired. Just get to my kids. I'm so tired. How would I see you guys tomorrow?
0: I mean, I think you can just say I've got to run. I didn't realize the time. I, I don't real- think we have to explain it.
1: I didn't realize the time. Of course, I realized the time. I'm out at three thirty-four in the morning buying <laughs> uh-huh. pharmacy candy. I because it's shaped like Christmas bells.
0: Our next question is perhaps one of the most intractable etiquette problems in the office. Our letter writer asks. Is there a polite way to ask someone not to eat so loudly? In my office, there's a woman who seems to eat all day long, constantly snacking. We're talking apples, chips, soups, crackers, popcorn, (laughs) no foods that would be quiet. Everything is in a loud, crinkly bag. So what do we do about the loud office eater? This seems like a Nick question. Well, this is one of the number one complaints in offices. Like, this is, like, probably top three complaints that people have about their colleagues. And I think it does go to show that the whole open office plan, open office concept, where we just, like, have open desks, is a total failure. I mean, they have done studies. It reduces productivity. It lowers morale. Like, we should not have open offices. Like this is bad for business.
1: Oh, I do not like the idea of open
0: offices. Also,
1: I I think we've all agreed the school should start later. These seem to be facts (laughs) that nobody is paying attention to.
0: So I think our solution here is to change the way the office (laughs) is designed and build walls. So I guess there's two ways we could approach this.
1: If we can't build the walls.
0: You can change your behavior or you can try and change their behavior. So I think let's start with our behavior. You can get noise canceling headphones. I think this is your best bet.
1: I want to say up top, Obviously this it's unbelievable that this person is not aware that they're a loud eater mm-hmm. in an office. Like I'm always when I when there's people around me, I am so like, oh. So <laughs> kudos to you for putting up with somebody who is not aware of people around them. Right. okay. That being said, however, it's not that it's your responsibility. It is but since you're in this situation, right.
0: Here are some ideas. Here are some ideas. So I think you can get noise-canceling headphones, and I think that is a good solution that other people have used who have this problem. Yes. you are not alone. You are definitely not alone.
1: And maybe when the entire office has noise-canceling <laughs> headphones around this Lisa. woman, Lisa will realize, oh, maybe
0: I'm eating loud. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Lisa's not going to take the hint. Ever. And you might even get HR to pay for the headphones. So I think you can do that. If this was not a snacking problem all day long, and this was just limited to like, she's eating lunch at her desk and it is so loud, you could take your lunch at the same time. You could go for a walk for 20 minutes. Like you could just exit the scene. Yeah. Lunch is no big deal. Some right. people are loud eaters. But it's the all day, all thing. day mastication, I think is the problem.
1: I also don't know if that's what a manager or HR is there for. That is
0: definitely what HR is to for. To be
1: like, hey, cause it's clearly affecting this person's ability to focus. Mm-hmm. Hey, could we put a tent up around Lisa's (laughs) office? She eats all day.
0: I think you could go to HR. Yeah. I mean, I think HR probably has some procedures that handles this sort of thing. Yeah. I'm just saying that because I don't,
1: I have no idea.
0: You can also try and decide, does Lisa take criticism well? Can we say anything to Lisa?
1: And I'm going to tell you now she doesn't.
0: Right. Okay. Because
1: otherwise she would be a person who is aware of her eating. Maybe. So the question
0: is. How do we get her fired? (laughs) What? how do you
1: feel about burning your bridge with Lisa?
0: Right. Mm Because you can
1: just go up to her. You're within your bounds to say, hey, of course, during lunch, but during the rest of the day. And you could make it not about her loud eating, but more about the products of which she chooses. The bag crinkling and the... You know, and we're open office and, you know, I'm trying to focus on a, I'm doing work over here. Mm-hmm. And then assume that Lisa's is going to hate you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Okay. That's but that caution. may be worth it. Yeah. Except
0: is Lisa going to actually make a difference? Like, is Lisa going to make changes? Hard to say.
1: Well, if you've asked and Lisa doesn't do it, mm-hmm. then, I mean, the, the gauntlet is thrown down. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Then you've brought to attention that not during appropriate food eating hours, you're so, making noise. You tried to bring it up respectfully just to her face. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I say this is a person who would never do this.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I would buy a Rainforest CD. <laughs> right. And get one of those therapist's
0: <laughs> office and white noise machines. Yeah,
1: because I, but I think that you're within your rights.
0: Yeah. I mean, if she doesn't make an effort, then not only is she oblivious, but then she's rude.
1: Yeah. Maybe she has like a thing where she has to eat all day. I totally understand that, but she doesn't have to eat loud foods.
0: Yeah. This is one of the hardest office etiquette problems that exists. Like this is a known etiquette problem that has no good solution. And there are just problems out there that we cannot solve.
1: Yeah. My last and final office, my only, op- I don't do well in offices. <laughs> it's so weird. Was I know <laughs> it unbelievable. A man would circle the desks and drag his feet and I could hear it through the whole office, just drag his feet when he walked. Oh, And I know he didn't have like a, there was no physical need. He just uh, was not working and thought that if he walked slow enough, everybody else would do, but it it was very loud. Mm.
0: Like Um, a shuffle. Like
1: a shuffle. And it would just throw me off. Mm. And I'm of course never going to say could you pick up your feet or not do that so loudly? He walked like a
0: normal person. (laughs)
1: Um, And then he would also like comment when he walked by, you know, it was unbelievable. There's a lot going
0: on in this office. But
1: I never said anything because it seemed like I would be making a bigger issue. I just put on
0: earphones. Yeah, noise canceling headphones, I think solve a lot of office angst.
1: But I mean, I'm still talking about it years later. So (laughs) would it have been better to just be like, could you not do that?
0: We'll never know. We'll never know. But
1: maybe this person can try it out, walk over to Lisa's desk. Lisa, with the chip bags, come on.
0: Yeah, it's got to stop. So our next question comes from a coffee shop. I had coffee with two girlfriends over the weekend at a cafe that was fairly busy. We had to wrangle a chair from someone using it as a backpack stand so that all three of us could crowd around a teeny tiny little table. There were not one, but two people sitting alone in a four-person booth during this very busy time. And one of those was immediately across from us and our tiny little table. The person across from us was not only sitting in the large booth alone, but also had his legs and feet up on the seat of the booth. We all found this to be very rude because it was busy and he was putting his feet up. Would love your thoughts on, is this actually rude? And do you say anything to these people? So we know you won't say anything to these people because you just won't. <laughs> won't say anything to people. But I mean, obviously it's rude. It is definitely rude. Yeah.
1: Um, but uh, th- well, they got there first. So if he wants to have that table, yeah, he can have the table. Yeah. To be so aggressive as to throw your feet up in a place where people are busy, it seems cavalier.
0: <laughs> it's cavalier. <laughs> yeah. I think there's two things happening. One, the feet up, I think is just a separate crime. That we can just address separately, which is like, you should not put your feet up on furniture if it's not your furniture. Yeah. So if you're alone in your own home and you want to put your feet on something, great. Anywhere else. Yeah. We don't do that. Yeah. We keep the feet below the knees. Below the knees. Is that the rule? That feels like, yeah, it's probably correct. I think that sounds like a great We're gonna rule. We're going to go with that. Below the knees. Below the knees. Yeah. There should be no knee extension.
1: Unless you have like a cast and then we'll all
0: forgive you. No problem.
1: You don't. You know, we don't have not We have nothing to forgive. Yes. We understand.
0: No problem. But yeah, if you're on a train and you're like in the train seats that are, you know, across from each other or you're like on an airplane uh, or you're in a booth like this, like we don't put our feet up. It's not a thing we do. No. So that is rude. Now, the letter writer is sort of suggesting that this person in the booth should have volunteered to give up the booth. At no point did our letter writer ask, oh, would you mind? Can we switch tables? That's not in the letter here. So our letter writer is sort of annoyed that the booth person was selfish enough to take up an entire booth during a busy time and then sort of implies that maybe they should have offered since that person could clearly see these people crowding around a tiny little table. So I don't know if the booth person was obligated to give up their table.
1: I don't think they're obligated.
0: I mean, it is provocative at a busy cafe to take up, you know, that much space.
1: It's provocative and I wouldn't do it.
0: And I think it's up to the cafe to decide whether or not that's okay or not. And it would be up to the cafe to be like, hey, buddy, we see you're at a big table and there's only one of you. Are you expecting more? Yeah. If not, could we maybe find you another spot? Yeah. That would be fine. But I think if this patron wanted that table, I think they could have gone up to him and asked like, oh, would you mind if we switched while I have drinks? Like, I think that would have been okay. And then it'd be up to him to decline or not. You know,
1: if that person got there and got the table, they got there and got the table. Yeah, first come. I wouldn't do that.
0: First come, first serve. If it's
1: busy and I was at a thing, I'd be like, oh, do you guys want to switch? But he's not obligated to be a person who cares about other people.
0: Ooh. <laughs> I Unfortunately, guess that's, true. that's the world we live in. We do live in that world. Yeah. Yeah. It would be nice if he was mindful and saw, like, oh, there's people who might actually enjoy this table and I'll use their table. Yeah. And maybe we'll switch back when they're done. Yeah.
1: It would I'm, be mindful and nice. But mm-hmm. I. I feel like we that's don't live in a, a lot of people's default. <laughs> it would be nice yeah. if they offered. Correct. And as a person who wouldn't sit alone at a four person table in a busy, I assume that from his point of view, he feels like he was there first. Which he was. So unfortunately. <laughs>
0: Things are not fair.
1: It's the same with trains. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People who are, sometimes it's just unbelievable to see somebody who's taking up so much space when other people are shoved in a small space. And you're like, why would that person do that? Yeah, And so they're just selfish, but I don't think (laughs) that as far as society goes, they have to give it up.
0: Yes. Yes. Society does not require them to give up their seats in this instance. However, you
1: you would hope that a person
0: would be aware that they don't need that much space. Yeah. Well, we, we would hope that, but we can dream. We can dream. And we can dream that you'll send in more questions. Oh, we love these questions so, so much. So please send them in. You can leave us a voicemail, which would be our preference. You can leave that at 267-CALL-RBW. Or you can text us. And if I'm at my phone, I'm happy to respond in real time. If you're at Whole Foods and there's something going on,
1: let me know. And also, if you do have a thing where you say you often hum something, if you could give us a sound bite on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, we can't really sort of...
1: <laughs> I can't decipher what the hum is. Yeah, we
0: need to hear the hum. So please do that. Please. And thank you, Leah. Thank you, Nick. And thanks to you out there. And we'll see you next time. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. Acorn TV. And Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So I'm just starting this week a show with Jane Seymour called Harry Wilde.